there, podcast listener. Bitchy the Hamster here to let you know that there's no I in team, but there is one in Book of Lies podcast, the best podcast in the West of Los Angeles. <laughs> Check out www.bookoflicepodcast.com. Sonny and Brandy, please invite me on your show. It wasn't me thinking about the, the, the nuances of the conversation. It just felt very natural that I was like, you know what? I have a great feeling about this guy here. You know, yeah, a lot of people get put off by it. And, uh, it, this is to me, this is kind of like a, a job interview that I might as yeah. well show you exactly who I am right off the bat, the full, yeah, yeah. full range of, of yeah. who I am. And yeah, to me, a job interview yeah. that's like that. If you're not going to like what I'm saying to you in a job interview, Working with me is going to be hell for both of us. Sure, you get Tony Soprano a lot, right? I, um, you know what? Not that much, but Fat Tony, that one I got a lot. Fat Tony from The Simpsons, I got that one. Oh, okay. So you are from? I'm from California, Southern California. Born and raised out here. Um, from a city called Riverside. I didn't know if it, you know, it's a, it's a big country. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds, um, 90s sitcom Riverside. I don't know if it, why, but it sounds like you're yeah. 90s sitcom or something. Basically, uh, you know, culturally out here, it's, um, the world revolves around the, the, the mega gravitational pull of Hollywood. Yeah. So, so unfortunately for me, it's like, um, I like Southern California a lot. It's my home, but you know, I, I like seeing other perspectives and I noticed you're from Canada, correct? Welcome. To Canada, the land that makes the snow. I'm from Eastern Canada, so we make okay. we make maple syrup. We made hockey. You're welcome, poutine. That's <laughs> us. <Yeah>. So <laughs> all the great things in life, you're welcome. That's us. That's Eastern Canada. Um, for the benefit of the audience, I would have to to explain what we're doing here tonight. Um, oh, I choose new, new songs, by the way. I went through the list again. I chose new orders. You know what? I I I thought about it. I I had asked you to give me the songs in advance because I'm kind of a control freak. I need to know everything in advance. But when you said you're not done, I thought this is brilliant. We're going to go through each song one by one and, and you're going to surprise me because, because the LMFAO thing took me by surprise. Um, Let's just back up a little bit though. The reason I I'm doing this here today is that every episode, I'm the one who selects the song. So I have eclectic tastes, but they are my tastes and sometimes they're weird and people mm-hmm. will will listen to stuff that I don't really like, but it doesn't mean it's not good. So I thought mm-hmm. I should go back, revisit the topics that I did way back when when I started this show, mm-hmm. but um, do it with just other people giving me music suggestions. Okay. And I thought, yeah, this is really nice. This is good. I'm a good guy. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I knew that I was going to have to beg anybody to give me four songs. So I went on Reddit where, where I started begging and instantly, it, within, I think, two or three hours, I got 14 suggestions. So I stopped it there. I said, okay, fine. 14. Let, let's, let's go that. <laughs> so this is where you come in, Jay Bacon. You, um, <laughs> <laughs> I like Can I say make... that? Can I say to Jay Bacon? Because I know you. Yeah, hey, thank you. Whatever Jay floats, Bacon. right? We'll talk about this another time, though. Jay Bacon, this is where you come in. Um, you you pick yeah. four songs, I pick four. We're gonna go through all fourteen as a gesture of appreciation to the people who, who submitted the songs, 
and they're going to get credit yeah, for yeah. it. But the song that you picked, when we name it, you're going to tell me that you picked it. And we're going to play about a quarter of the song just for the audience. And if we both pick okay. it, then the song is a winner and we play the entire song. Any questions? No, okay. no, not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, sure will go. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's go through the list. So I'm um, all right. <laughs> Let's right. start with the first one is There's a Tear in My Beer by Hank Williams Jr. It was submitted by Hey Baggage Claim on Reddit. Hey Baggage Claim, thank you so much. Did you like it? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm a huge Hank Williams fan. I'm not, not, not a huge one, but I know who he is. So when I had the opportunity to see the song on the list, I had to choose it. You picked this one. Really, right off the bat, yeah. you picked that song. Okay. Yeah, it's Hank Williams. I mean, he is... You know, my fiance, my son is from Texas, so there's that homage to that. I I didn't pick this one. Um, I I have nothing against English Jr., yes. but I'm I'm Canadian. I'm French Canadian. To yes. me, country music. I I got to tell you right off the bat, it seems like drinking and country music appear to go together well because two thirds of the selection are country songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was done with the list, I was like, no, no more country. I can't. No more. I can't. <laughs> so I didn't choose Hank Williams Jr., but since you chose it, the audience will get a snippet of it. Um, okay. This is special, though, because this song was recorded in 1950, but Hank decided to not release it at all. I think he, he did it live in one show once, mm -hmm. but he didn't release it at all, and it wasn't released officially until 1989. And it's Junior who released it, and he had to redo the song because Dad uh, recorded himself with his guitar, and that's it. That's all he did. And somebody, oh, uh, Junior, yeah, exactly. So, um, so until what Mama used to say, right? Is it, that's what Mama used to say. Is that Junior? Take your time, young. I'm so sorry to cut you off. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I'm the host of your music show. So okay, I sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I do I know Hank Williams from the football thing, but otherwise. Okay. I, I don't know much about it, but I know that he released this song himself in, uh, in 1988. Somebody gave him the demo and he re-recorded with his band and he spliced his dad with his guitar and they made a video that way too, that the mm -hmm. two of them are black and white and playing together. And it was kind of nice, kind of cool. I just, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. Yeah, to say yeah, yeah. I'm nothing against him, but I'm not a fan. You yeah. seem to like them though. So, um, God, you should be hosting a music podcast. Really? <laughs> not at all. You know, I appreciate your honesty. There's, there's some songs that like, um, I wouldn't say I'm too much of a fan of, right? But do I appreciate it? Yes. Am I, is it my taste? Uh, probably not. Well, I do appreciate it. It, it is cool. I, I'll give it to you. It is nice to listen to. And I, I even put it on my, uh, my flash drive that I put in my car. So it is nice. Just, I don't know, too much country song in this show, this episode. Yeah. So. No, I hear you. I, I hear you. I hear you. There's a tear in my beer Cause I'm crying for you, dear You are on my lonely mind Into these last few beers I have shed a million tears You are on my lonely mind I'm gonna uh, the next one was submitted by Tasker Morris on Reddit. Hello, Tasker. And the song is The Piano Has Been Drinking, Bobby, by Tom Waits. Did you listen to it? What did you think? Um, I did not listen to this one. I'm not a Tom Waits fan. I will oh. pretend you did not say that. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, I just, 
you know, I had a stepfather who was a Tom Waits fan. Oh, um, okay. Okay, get so maybe maybe my association of, of Tom Waits is in childhood trauma is a good excuse. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, maybe. for once. Um, yeah, this is the quintessential Tom Waits song. If you want to know who he is, what he does, this is the song that that's the okay. doorway to to his world. It's uh, it's a barroom philosopher saying the most pitiful things, mostly drunk, and mm -hmm. this is Tom Waits at his his. his bare bones if you like so um i picked it so we're gonna play a snippet of it yeah uh, for the audience i'm i'm really bummed that you didn't like it because i, yeah. play. <laughs> I played it on the original drinks episode and i was hoping somebody would pick it somebody would suggest it i was just yes somebody picked tom waits everybody loves tom waits i'm gonna play tom waits yeah. i'm not gonna play tom waits but um anyway yeah. from the album short change in 1975 this is tom waits the piano has been drinking not me My nectar is asleep And the combo went back to New York The jukebox says to take a leak And the carpet needs a haircut And the spotlight looks like a prison break Next song, submitted by... Ben and Ben Newton on uh, on Reddit, <laughs> who chose one bourbon, one scotch, one beer by George Thurgood. Did you like it? Did you listen to it? Um, did I listen to it? Yes. Do I know it? Yes. Is it iconic? Yes. Okay. Do I like it? It's you know what? When I hear one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, it reminds me of a very certain um image, right? A type of blue collar, you know, I'm here at the bar that everyone knows me with my friends. Um, but I, I like it, but I was just never able to not so much relate to it. I just, you know, it's just not my, my tea. It's a cat. It's, it's, it's also that, that, that the hook line, you know, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, which drives me crazy. I just feel like you can make a better, a better hook than that, you know? Did you ever hear the original version of that song? No, I have not. You should, because that is the, the hook. The way it's done, uh, it's done by a guy named Amos Milburn, uh, who was no a, a black bluesman, like Oscar uh -huh. Peterson, like, you know, like uh, uh -huh. all these great jazz men from the 1950s. I, I, I love, like, I'm a band geek, so you're talking jazz. I love jazz. I have to listen to it now, you know? Well, you're going to be even... More impressed. This was, uh, like I said, recorded by Amos Rilburn in 1953. You're going to learn a little bit in, in a few minutes why um, why it makes so much sense that this is a Milburn song. But it was uh, covered in 1966 by John Lee Hooker. We did a, mm -hmm. a really bluesy version of it. And uh, when George Shrugood did his version in 1977, he did a medley, actually. So his song is not just one bourbon, one sauce, one gear. He... Um, he did a John Lee Hooker song called House Rent. First half of the song is John Lee Hooker. It's his song, mm -hmm. House Hand Boogie. And then he launches mm -hmm. into One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer. So his version was an homage to John Lee Hooker. So it doesn't sound much like what Amos Milburn did in 1953. But if you listen mm -hmm. to that song, you're going to hear how it was meant to be sung in the first place. And it was a blues song. And it does catch. The, the hook, like you said, okay. it's there. It's really, really there. 
Okay. But um, I played the uh, I played uh, George Trugan in my first episode. I think uh, the one I played was I Drink Alone, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. You didn't pick it, and neither did I, so we're not going to play this. But thank you, Brendan <laughs> and, 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 and Newton, uh, for yes. submitting this one. Very great song, and it's uh, it's an iconic song, like you said. If you wanna, if you wanna talk about George Thorogood, this song comes to mind right away. Mm -hmm. This is what he was doing. Next uh, song is called "Loaded" by Stello. It was submitted by Captain Jack Pidgeot. Hello, Jack. Did you like it? Did you listen to it? I listened to it, and um, I actually liked it a lot. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I I am thinking that you picked it. Yeah. And so did I. Thank you Dude. so much. It's so good, huh? What did you, what did the song remind you of? It reminded me of the year 2005. Okay. You know, in which there was a plethora of indie bands out here and it captures a, uh, indie sound really well. You know, this feels like, um, it could be, it could be up there with bands like Broken Social Scene. Like, like, uh, like, a, like a single on one of their albums. Like when I listened to it, um, it really stood out from the group. So I, Stella, I don't know who that is, but that shows, that shows the importance of having two generations on this show because you're, yeah. you're, uh, you're hearing one thing and I'm hearing Coldplay trying to do Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. With, with, with the eyes of a guy who was there in the yeah. 70s and 80s when Pink Floyd yeah. was big. Pink Floyd, which Pink Floyd is amazing. Yes. Well, yes. This sounds to me like, like, um, like when they did Seamus, like just after, um, after Sid Barrett left in the late mm -hmm. 60s, they were trying to find their sound. They were experimenting. And this is what I was hearing when I was hearing, uh, um, Loaded. I was hearing wow. Pink Floyd back in the 60s trying to, to, to find their sound. So I'm really mm -hmm. glad I liked it that you found also the experimental in yeah. inside of it. I'm glad because it means I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one who heard <laughs> that, who heard how indie it was. Okay. You picked it. I'm really, really glad. This is, um, I, I didn't know how to describe it. So I had to look it up what they thought of themselves as, and they oh. call themselves, mm -hmm. they say a Brooklyn based psychedelic rock band making music for late night walks in the city. That's that's what they describe their music as, and this is what I hear. Seriously, I'm a night shift guy, and I would love to listen to this while I'm working at night all alone in my damn basement with the yeah. spiders. I love this. This is really great. Yeah. Tony, you said that you're a night shift guy. Uh, my yeah. last job, I told you I was human resources, but I was a night shift program coordinator. Yeah, it's weird how we have these weird similarities, you know, like night shift. Huge history fan too, likes music. Of course, of course. Come on. I should, I should do that. A history of music podcast. This is what I should yeah. do. Yeah. If you let me know, I'm a huge history fan to the point where I just went through a huge World War One. Oh, um, dude, that, that was my thesis. Dude, no way. I just, okay, not to geek out here, but I finished Palu. I finished Storm of Steel. Um, I finished Peter Hart's The Great War. All I, within like three months. I went before and after. I went before everything that Bismarck did that came uh -huh. untangled when the, when the Kaiser rose and undid everything Bismarck did and everything mm -hmm. went come crashing. I, I did a thesis on that. And then in 19, um, 1918, Paris, uh, 1919, sorry, the conference uh -huh. that formed the League of Nations, which mm -hmm. basically we're still getting the echoes of that today. Everything Absolutely. That conference, 
still yeah. we're still seeing what so a uh, dude. Dude. Okay. Um, dude. Let's go back to music <laughs> Renato. We'll talk about that later. Let's go back to okay, music. Okay, yeah, no problem. So sorry to get sidetracked here. No, no, no. It's good, it's cool. Uh the yeah, band yeah. was formed in twenty fourteen. They um they launched what they call triplets, which means they launched three bursts of three songs, one in twenty seventeen, one in twenty nineteen, and one this year, and they promised that later this year we're gonna have a full album. But this is this is the power, I'm sorry to say this of the internet. These guys have understood how to how to harness the internet and not not try to cling into an old way of doing things of saying, okay, we do one album, two sides to it, and we release it and then we tour. They do things differently completely. They embrace the internet like a bunch of bands are doing now. And it's sad to say, but the, the old bands are gonna have to learn how to do this. And Bowie was at the forefront. Uh, Radiohead are at the forefront of that yeah. too by releasing online. And these mm -hmm. guys are the next logical step to do it to do it. And uh, and good on them. We're gonna play Loaded by Stello. I hope that everybody likes them because I'm gonna talk about them in future episodes a lot. It easier to do. 
Dear God, this was submitted by uh, someone who calls himself Kunst. Um, <laughs> it's called Corpi Clani by Wooden Pints. Um, my God, did you listen to it? Okay, okay. So uh, I'm a I'm a fan of the weird and the strange. So I like their act, right? It's very fun. I like it's theater, right? And who doesn't appreciate good theater? Um, is it <laughs> is it Music, I would say it's not more music, but more trying to be like art, art direction, you know, like they have a certain style to them. Is it great to hear? No. Is it fun? Yes. Would I listen to it? No. Would I appreciate it? Yes. I, I played it for my friend Kat Ward, who's a metalhead, and she yeah. flipped for it. And um, Kat and I have completely different tastes, but completely, she likes Celine Dion, for example. So, so we, we don't get along music wise and she liked it. Yeah. So that tells me everything I need to know about this song. And, uh, and I'm glad that she said <laughs> it is original though. It's just, yeah. it, it freaked me out because I didn't know what I was going into. I watched the music video and it opens with this violinist bursting out of a woodshed dressed yeah. and looking like the shame wizard from Big Mouth. It was yeah. freaky, right? It freaked me out. Um, yeah. But I, I I love the originality of it. Seriously, like you said, it's really I wouldn't listen to it. I wouldn't put this in my car. Um especially not a Ferrari uh California. <laughs> California. <laughs> but yeah. I would I, I, I definitely am grateful to have discovered this, to have found out what it is, and that uh, comes to, uh, well thank you. And I hope you submit more songs in the coming episodes. Yeah, it was it was definitely unique, you know, and that's uh, appreciated. And that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Next song yeah. is Amos Milburn, which I mentioned. The song is Bad mm -hmm. Bad Whiskey, submitted by Astro Hound. Hello, love your name, Astro Hound. Fucking love your name. Thank you. Did you listen Super to the sound cool. and uh to the song and did you like it? Uh this is um Amos, so yeah, I love it. You know, Bad Bad Whiskey was a great song. It's it was almost an easy choice for me, this one. <laughs> okay. Well, you see, when he says bad, bad, this is what was, he was meant yeah. to to uh to do when he did one one bourbon one scotch one beer. I could I could see when you mentioned that how it would fit because you know the rhythm of the blues yes. is really well you know this is um this is post um um prohibition of course but there was still the mm -hmm. sound of the prohibition in the 1950s with these black bluesmen because this is when jazz was born during and mm -hmm. around the prohibition this is when the, the and these, uh, these speakeasies, jazz was born there. And you can still feel that in that song that he's talking about the speakeasy and, and mm -hmm. playing for, for patrons coming, well, you know. I, I, I don't know if you read this, the story, um, Sonny sings the blues. I did not. It's, it's about, um, you know, a jazz musician and, um, I think like in the fifties where, you know, jazz kind of goes into the age where, you know, a lot of these top guys fall into heroin and stuff. It's like a melancholy story, but it's a really great story. So when I, when I, when I think of Amos, I think of Sonny sings the blues. You know, I'm taken to Harlem in a way. It's weird. Uh, did yeah. you pick it by any chance? I really digged it, digged it and I picked it. Perfect. So did I. Amos Milburn, Bad Bad Whiskey. It's a winner. Astro Hound, I love your name. I love your song. So does he. We played a song right now.
morning I promise I would think To stay real straight and sober I swore I wouldn't drink Sorry, I, I need to give some trivia. Uh, it's described as one of the most enduring blues in the bottle songs. It's been covered way too many times to uh, to be listed, but the most recent one was Colin James, Canadian, by the way, in uh, 2016. He's one who was known for his upbeat mm-hmm. rumps, his songs about booze and partying, but not in a not in a trashy way, not in a vulgar mm-hmm. way, not in a morally wrong way. It was just nice, cool booze song. Like it's yeah, cool, you know. I guess. That's way to describe it. And he died. Uh, he died in Jurnick, and it was Houston, Texas. No, your your significant other is from, from Texas. My significant other is from Texas. But hey, Texas on my notepad. I thought it was you. It's your, it's your partner. Sorry. Oh, it's funny. Sorry, Mrs. Bacon. Um, it's, so, it's okay. so in 1980, he died at the age of 52. Unfortunately, wow. he's really really sad. He wasn't old, but. Uh, bad, bad whiskey. Thank you for that song, Astro Hound. I love saying Astro Hound. I love that it's name. It's so cool. Next song is a bartender song by Rehab, submitted by X, X A. Sorry, let me just do that again. I can't. I need my, <laughs> I need my glasses for this. X S A T C. I don't know what's an acronym for. Uh, probably gaming team. I'm too old. I don't play games. But that person uh, submitted bartender song by Rehab. Um, did you like it? Did you listen to it? Um, I did listen to it. Did I like it? No, not at all. <laughs> um, I you know, know a man who shoots straight from the hip. I did not like it. Did not. Uh, why? This seems to be the type of music I would say, like, 
you know, during my time in high school, like the high school quarterback will be listening to type of music, you know, very like commercialized, very, um, trying to, to project an image of coolness. When you're trying to be cool too hard, it comes off distasteful. And I think this song comes off distastefully compared to Amos. Yeah. Like coming from Amos sequentially to this song is such a giant dichotomy that it was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not even going to entertain. You were bullied in high school, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be shy about God. I, I, I had a night. God, really. And, uh, I was a tall guy and I was a big guy and I was bullied a lot. So, um, yeah, same here. I was a band geek, so you could, sometimes it comes out, you know, I was a guy. Especially in the 1990s. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it strikes me that you said that, that you, you feel like it's a bully song because it, it feels to me like a 1990s song. And, uh, I was coming yeah. out of the uh, getting bullied phase in the 1990s and I was mm-hmm. into not my coolness, but into my own power. If I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and this, this reminds me a lot of that. And uh, God, really, it, it reminded me of a 1990s song. It, it, that's why yeah, I didn't yeah. like it. It was it was too much 1990s, way too much. And uh, there was a, a bit of um, a splash of weird alness into it that I kind of liked. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, um, I don't know. They, they described themselves as an, an alternative mashup group, which which to me again sounds 1990s. And yeah, exactly. That's why exactly. I pick it. So I, I respect the choice. Uh, thank you, X, X, yeah. whatever your name is. Thank you so much for, for, uh, for submitting and please do submit other songs next time. It's just, we didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was good. You know, doesn't hurt. This is great to disagree sometimes, right? So, uh, exactly. It didn't hurt anyone, yeah. this song, and I'm not hurting you. I just, I can play the song on my freaking show. <laughs> okay. Next song is You and Me and the Ball Makes Tree Tonight by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Did you listen to it? Did you like it? I did listen to it. Um, this, this song cut really close. It was, it was one of those songs that didn't make it on my top four list, okay. but it would have made it if it was a top five list. Um, oh. why I like it's, it were kind of, I don't know if I could, I don't know this band, so I don't want to classify it as sounds of ska in it, but I, I love the sound. I, I love the sound, You're you know, close. You're freaking close. Dick yeah, Martin. dude. And, you know, I'm a band, like a band guy. So when I hear you play instruments, I'm a sucker. I love it. Um, there you was, know? there was a revival of swing music in the 1990s and they uh-huh. were at the center of it. Uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And that, that's the thing I don't like about it. That's why I didn't pick it either. It's because again, uh-huh. it's too much 1990s and we were mm-hmm. listening to a lot of that, a lot of that music, especially here in French Canada. Every bar band was playing music like they are playing in bars. And, um, and I, I, I have to say, I spent a lot of time in bars, uh, in the, in the 1990s. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it, it, to, yeah, yeah, this, this aftertaste to me, when I listen to this, I, I, I have the aftertaste of beer coming back into my mouth. And I, <laughs> I've been sober 17 years and I'm proud of it. And I want to stay that way. And, uh, I remember why I stopped drinking and I, faced everything that I did back then, but I, I don't need it put in my face. And this is what happens when I listen to this song. It just, it's the bar scene that comes back to me from my youth. From yeah, my yeah, yeah. And no, no, thank you. But, um, it is a good song and it's, uh, it's a quintessential song by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Um, it's from their, I think their second studio album in 1998. And it's, it's pretty much, it's an emblem of everything they did. If you want to know what they did, that's what it is. My favorite of theirs, though, is a cover 
of uh of I want to be just like you from uh, the Jungle Book. The original was sung by um by Louis Prima, if I'm not mistaken, and they made a great version of it. Fantastic, played on the radio too much, got sick of it. But uh Celtic Moose submitted this song. We didn't pick it, but we like it. Both of us, it's just not enough to play it. Thank you, Mr. Moose. We're gonna pass on it. Um, yeah. is that it for this song? Did you have something else you wanted to add? Oh uh, no, not um uh, not at all. I think you were able to summarize it, right? Um I think your personal story was a lot better than why I didn't like it, so <laughs> you know. I know when to leave the stage. <laughs> Thank you. Well said, sir. Thank you. No worries. No worries. Okay. Next song is called Let's Get a, Let's Get Drunk and Make Friends by Love and Death. Yeah. It was submitted by Ainsley BM. Thank you, Ainsley. Did you like it? Um, did I like it? Man, I feel like I'm coming off as this, like, um, Gabriel at the gates as his gate. Keeper, like no, yes, you know, uh, I'm <laughs> feeling really bad about myself. No, no, it's but, it's, um, it's a review. It's it's your taste. Yeah. It's your opinion. People are are allowed to leave it or take it. Yeah, um, you know what? This is one of those out here in Southern California. It's a metropolis, so you get a lot of individuals that were raised in this cosmopolitan city for their whole lives, but they want to project themselves as being country. They want to wear this outfit every day like it's Halloween. You know, they want to put on the cowboy hat. They want to have the huge truck. Um, there's, there's cowboy bars out here, even though, you know, California. we're one of the most, yeah, it's California. So this song reminds me of a Tuesday night college special nights at one of the branding iron bars, you know, <laughs> that's, and like you said, I'm sober as well. I'm about to hit my year and, um, very soon. Congratulations. So, yeah, no problem. Um, but do I have memories of it? Yes. Was it fun? Yes. Is it my cup of tea? Again, no. Hey, I'm okay. Hearing you describe it, all I can think of is, is, um, Marty McFly in the third Back to the Future that Doc says, you know, this is how cowboys dress. Yeah. Exactly. He looks really ridiculous. It doesn't look like Clint Eastwood at all. Ridiculous. This is yeah. what I'm seeing in my head when you say cowboy scene in California. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, the song yeah. is called Let's Get Drunk and Make Friends. Um, it's an American country music duo that started in 2006. This is their third album in 2018 called Whiskey on My Bread. I mean, they don't mess around. It's about booze. Yeah. Um, I'm it's not a fan of country music. This song, um, to me, it feels like what could have been if um, Randy Newman had done a song with Stevie Ray Vaughan. It felt like a mashup of these two voices and these two styles. Yeah. I'm still not a country fan. I like the yeah. song. I just did not pick it. It didn't make my top yeah, four or five or six um, for that matter. <laughs> so I'm sorry, uh, Ainsley BM. We have to dismiss your song. The next one is called Shots by LMFAO. Yeah. Submitted yeah. by uh, Hurdle Love. Hello, Hurdle. I think you like the song. Oh, it's funny because um, I was very conflicted, you know, uh, right off the gate. Um, this song is just synonymous with memories that I have entrenched in my brain. Absolutely. You know, um, <laughs> okay. is it a fun song? Yeah, it is. You know, I can't not deny the fact that when I was 10 beers deep and this song came on, yeah. it got the party started. I think Will Ferrell says it best in, um, you know, Blades of Glory when he says, like, no one knows what it means. It just gets people 
gets the party started, you know, something along those lines. And LMFAO does that. Um, I happen to graduate during the generation where this was peak LMFAO, LMFAO time. Yeah. Um, so did I choose it? I surprisingly did it. I try to keep you on your toes, Tony. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but, um, doesn't mean I don't like this song. Just a disclaimer. I just well, didn't pick what, it. What you expressed is the very reason I didn't like it because I, yeah. I'm kind of old. I have to admit, I'm kind of old. If this had been around when I was 18 or 19, it would have been one Mm -hmm. of my favorite songs of all time. Because like you said, it's a party song. It's, it is what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't try to pretend to be anything else. It doesn't try to be fancy. It's like you hear the party and the music, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but it's, it's like a party. It's like a, a bar. And, um, when the party is over, the light turn on. And it doesn't look nice in in the bar after a party. At yeah. all. This is what this song feels like and to me. Not that the party is over for me. It doesn't sound nice, this song. Let me just add this snippet. Yeah. And when the lights are turned on, the floor is sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I had almost forgotten that fact about bars. Yeah. But thank you for reminding me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, this, this is to me, this song... Um, is to poolside parties what rock and roll part two by Gary the Pedophile was for sports. That yeah, absolutely, absolutely great. You you summed it up perfectly. Thank you. So on that note, let's not talk about pedophilia anymore. Yeah, and agreed. And nor LMFAO, nor okay. Let's let's yeah, okay. behind us. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Hurdle Love, for the for the selection. Though it was a great selection, but uh, just not our cup of tea, which is what I drink now. Um, the next song by Vlad Rudd. It's called What About Mouthwash by Trevor Moore. Uh, my apologies. I, I listened to three bars of the song and I turned it off. So you're going to have to talk about it. Okay. Um, so funny thing is I'm a huge, um, man, I keep saying that I'm all these fans of these themes and it's absolutely true. People probably think I'm this huge hobbyist out there and I probably am. Um, but I used to watch a show called The Whitest, The Whitest Kids You Know. And I think Trevor Moore was one of the lead sketch artists on that show. Okay. And I, so when I saw Trevor Moore, I instantly was taken back to skits I remember, right? So it's a comedy song from what I understand, um, which means I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, which is probably right. I, I probably should have listened to it. Maybe I would have caught that. But I listened yeah. to the first few bars, and it sounded – it sounded country, like the countryest country song you could ever come up with. And I thought, yeah, oh, man, yeah, this yeah. is it. too much country now. That, that's it. Over. So I just turned it off. I apologize very much. Yeah, no worries. So you, d- you didn't pick it. I'm, I'm going to. No, I didn't pick it. No. I didn't do any research. I can't even give you trivia. I don't even know what Trevor Moore is. <laughs> I regret now. None of you saying that maybe he's a comedian. Okay, I'm going to look into it. But for the purpose of this episode, no. sorry, uh, we move on to the next one. The next one is uh, submitted by Bell Thirst World, which is a great name for this episode. Bell, thank you so much. Uh, Kendrick Lamar with Swimming Pools. Did you like it? Did you listen to it? Oh, well, um, so being from Southern California again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this song is like, you know, like, you know, when you hear people talk about Bruce Springsteen and they're from New Jersey and they're like, he's one of us, right? You hear that out there. From working you know, and music, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bruce Springsteen is like a New Jersey boy, right? The blue collar. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is like the prodigal son of Southern California. You know, yeah. Kendrick Lamar out here is like, 
there's there's a great pride that was left over from the West Coast East Coast rap battles. Okay. So when there was like a huge artist from Los Angeles, like Kendrick Lamar, representing um, Southern California, Compton, more specifically, that we really take into that. So it was really hard for me saying no to this song because it's you know it's almost like me saying no to a child of mine. But I have to be honest, you know, <laughs> um, I I didn't want to I don't want to choose um, swimming pools. Is it a great song? Personally, I think it's pretty good, but I just didn't want to choose it. I didn't choose it because this is what's wrong with America right now. Two white dudes talking about rap. To me, that's right. I, I don't know anything about rap. I was born in, in farm town, Quebec. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about rap. So yeah, yeah. my job is not to talk about these sort of things. It's not to talk about black culture. My job is to yeah, yeah, absolutely, listen, absolutely. learn what it is. And yeah. So, so if you want to talk about it, great. If you say yeah, that you don't yeah. have much to say about it, then neither do I, because uh, yeah. I'm, what can I say? I'm not a fan of rap. I'm not a fan of Kendrick Lamar. I, I'm sorry. I'm not from California. I'm from, yes, okay. I'm from California. You know, you know. The diversity, um, it's important to note that the diversity in opinions is what makes this so great, right? The ability to have discussions and Because I'm a believer that if everyone likes the same thing, well, it doesn't make that thing so special anymore. And, you know, it's, it doesn't, that doesn't, it's, I don't want somebody just to agree with. I tried to tell that to a girl I had a huge crush on in college, but she wanted to write, <laughs> it was exactly like her. We liked the same thing as her. And I said, no, yeah. you don't want to date yourself. That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. And no, she, no, she didn't want nothing to do with me. So, um, so <laughs> here's what you missed. Um, yeah. Hey. Uh, anyway, um, okay. So, it was in um, July 2012. It was released, the lead single from his uh, major debut album, "Good Kid, Mad City." The mm-hmm. song and the music video were nominated for so many awards. I didn't even take the time to listen. Um, to me, though, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit repetitive, and mm-hmm. you should not listen to this if you're on a bad acid trip. Oh no. That's all I'm gonna say. There, there's something dark <laughs> about this song that's just it's yeah. like an inner ear infection and it, it made me a little bit nauseous listening to it. Again, I don't know rap, so I don't want to judge. My job is too large. So if you have something for me to learn about this song, go ahead. Otherwise I'm just gonna skip to the next one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one. Uh submitted by uh Zvod Ketlin Lilich. I'm sorry, sir. I'm really, I'm trying to read it the way you wrote it, but that's all I can say. The song is Boat Drinks by Jimmy yeah. Buffet. Did you like it? Did you listen to it? Uh, one of my guiltiest pleasures is loving, like, um, cheesy, cheesy songs, you know? I'm from America, the land of the nacho cheese, so <laughs> the cheesier, the better. Um, there's nothing like Jimmy Buffett, you know, when, you know, I was a type of, um, alcoholic that I would have themes, right? So I got into margaritas. Oh, okay. Really bad. And Jimmy Buffett, like I I would search for cheesy songs and I kid you not, I would sometimes search for Jimmy Buffett songs just to put me in the mood. You know, I have a margarita in my house with a Hawaiian t-shirt on. So, um, I, I like this song a lot, you know, it brings back really good memories. Um, and Jimmy Buffett is just fun, you know, I keep, I have so much respect for you that I'm not going to say anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan hey. of Jimmy Buffet. I have nothing against him. Yeah, it's absolutely. That, that cheese factor, I'm cheesy too, but yeah. this is Celine Dion cheesy. And <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. So, um, 
Anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. that it's it's one of his most popular song. Um, he played a lot in concert. Uh, it's never been a single. Weirdly, ironically, it's yeah. one of his most known songs, but it was never released as a single. But uh, 1979, maybe that's the thing. My, my parents love listening to Jimmy Buffett and no, please, please stop. And these long drives on, on Sunday afternoons, because my dad used to work out of town and we would come home just on weekends and we would go on a yeah. drive on weekends and we would be listening to that. And no, no, please don't. Um, you picked yeah. it. I guess you picked it, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Thank you. I did pick it. it. So we're going to play it. a snippet of it. But I'm sorry, there's no way I'm playing it this whole song, this entire song on my show. No so, way. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, um, I, I call him Buffet because, I don't know, I, I think it makes it acceptable for me to, to, to talk about him if it relates <laughs> it to food. Cooler. So, yeah. uh, Boo Drinks by Jimmy Buffett. But not the least, uh, submitted by my good friend Didi. Didi, hello, uh, Didi. Uh, she is. She, she actually is my good friend. So um, uh-huh. he submitted Chris Stapleton Tennessee whiskey. Did you like it? Did you listen to it? Uh, Tennessee whiskey. Um, I I like Tennessee whiskey, but did I like the song? <laughs> not. It, I mean, like I'm I'm at the stage where I'm able to joke around. I'm so I feel so bad that I invited you to talk about drinks. Oh no, problem. I have no shame, Tony. I have no shame at I all. Know, but it could be hard. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, if it was my first, you know, I, you know. Anyways, um, I remember what it was like when I stopped drinking something. It was it was, it was it was really tough, but you know, for other people, so I, I feel like, so bad that the first it's year cool. is the, the most dangerous. The first year, so I, I'm really sorry about yes. that. Thank you. Hey, no worries. And, um, you know, like for the change for me, um, the way to explain it was it was a choice that was very foundational. So once I made that decision to go clean, there was really no other option. You know, I can't. Anyways, do you like this song? I, I feel, I feel exactly the same. My, my story is exactly the same. I had exactly. no choice. It's, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So did I like Tennessee whiskey? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. I picked it. And um, uh, in part yeah. because of D, she surprised me with that choice. Uh-huh. But um, I freaking love it. I, I'm sorry to say this. I just, I freaking okay. love hey. it. I, I listen to it and I feel like going on a drive, not drinking, listening to this. And and this is the weird thing. I quit smoking 10 years ago. Yeah. I quit drinking 17 years ago, but I quit smoking yeah. 10 years ago. And when I listen to this, I want to smoke. I don't want to drink. I want to smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is weird for me, but I, I really loved it. So I'm going to play a snippet of it. But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom And brought me back Being too far gone Your Tennessee whiskey
think that is it. Thank you so much. Jay Bacon, again, I'm so sorry to making you talk about drinks, but it was awesome to have your perspective on it. Mine from 17 years sober, you, you reminded me things that I forgot about, like the stickiness of poor photos. <laughs> yeah, um, well. Just for the benefit of the audience, your podcast is started, right? It is launched already? Um, it's called On Dance Floors. Um, I'm, uh, like, like you said, I might have OCD. Um, I really take pride in this product and I want to make sure that I have, you know, resources and I, I say informational information while trying to make it entertaining as possible. And I would love you guys' feedback. And like Tony mentioned here, you know, I'm very, I'm an open book. I have nothing to hide, you know. Uh, so <laughs> feel free to reach out to us. Me. Right. Do, uh, do you have um, the, um, a domain already, a website? or? Oh, I do not, Tony. I do not. I'm so new to this, but I think I might be reaching out to you some more to get some help well, with your brain. Um, Two years from now, when when I revisit this episode, I'm going to splice in the right. <laughs> I'm going to have to yeah. contact you and splice in the domain. But please look for a podcast called On the Dance Floor. Uh, it was a blast listening to you, and I can't wait to listen to your podcast. I'm not a fan of electro music. Well, no, not that's not true. I I am, but I'm just not a connoisseur of, of electro. Okay, sorry. Hey, Cars on the table. Hey. My first huge big crush was a celebrity, a woman named Muriel Moreno. She's French. Mm -hmm. She was part of a duo in the 1990s and 80s called Niagara. And uh, when the duo fell apart, she went mm -hmm. on her own, learned herself how to do electro music. She's mm -hmm. incredibly sexy. She's a redhead. I think she's a reason thing for redheads. And she does. Hey, my fiance is a redhead. So, you know, <sighs> Mrs. Yeah, Bacon, again, I apologize for saying these things, Mrs. Bacon. But yeah, um, I know she was a fantastic electro music DJ. In the, uh, the 90s and the early 2000s, she's retired now because she's a grandmother. That's how freaking old I am. But she no was, worries. She, no worries. she was my first celebrity crush and uh, I really like her music, but I'm not a guy who knows anything much about mm -hmm. electro. So I can't wait to listen to your show and to discover this. So thank you so much for being here. Hey. And, um, and I hope that we can have you again. Hey, no worries, Tony. Thank you so much too, dude. This was super awesome. After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. After midnight, we're gonna chill and shine. Anthony, kiss mama goodbye. Anthony, will you kiss your mother goodbye? <laughs>